welcome to a special episode of the Luke and Pete Show, brought to you in paid partnership with Capital One. With Capital One, you know exactly what's coming when applying for a credit card. Their simple quick check tool gives you 100% certainty whether or not you'll be accepted before you apply, and it takes less than a minute. 34.9% APR represented a variable T's and C's apply. Uh, so that's exactly what we're going to be talking about, to, uh, talking about today on the show. Times, Luke where you might expect one thing only to find out that the opposite is true. The modern yeah. world is fraught with this kind of behaviour, isn't it? You're expecting one thing, you get given the, the exact opposite or something completely different. Yeah, when I first met you in about 2006 mm. in uh, XFM... Oh, that man doesn't know how to dress himself. No, I thought you looked really cool. <laughs> right, okay. And I was expecting yeah. a dapper, mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. dude. Right. And what I encountered <laughs> and subsequently have experienced yeah. isn't that. Chaotic uh, evil. <laughs> Just pure chaotic evil. I like to think I made hay while the sun shone. I've, I've, I've adapted there. I've adjusted. He's not the man I thought he was. Yeah. But how can I use him? <laughs> Let, point him in the right direction and he can do my bidding. Yeah. You're like Littlefinger. Is that... you? <laughs> <laughs> Little something. Yeah. Is that, is that how you see me? Someone who's manipulated you and doing things you don't want to do? Because it kind of feels a bit like that sometimes. Oh, yeah. You're like... Um, I'm trying to think. You are the Scooter Braun. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're Beaver, are you? That's problematic. (laughs) But you know what? I think I've often joked that if you put you and me together, you'd have one functioning, successful human being. Yeah, okay. Because you're creative and inspiring and uh, very, very good at that kind of stuff. And I just like shouting and telling people what to do. Mm. And I've got a bit of confidence. So Mm. if we put us together, we'd be great. Anyway, to answer your question seriously or semi-seriously, something that I expected but received something different. Yeah. yeah. expected one thing and found out the opposite is like true. Like classic, that's the first thing you go to in your mind. Yeah. Well, I, it's always the same answer. <laughs> I was When I was living in New Zealand um, in 2003, I got a job and um, the job turned out to be something completely different to what I was expected because it was one of these things in the paper. And I was young and naive. I don't really, mm. I, it, it was really, but the internet was around, but there wasn't social media. There wasn't yeah. kind of the internet as we now know it. And uh, so you look for jobs. Um, Models for job. wanted. Yeah, I was looking for a job in the newspaper and I saw really handsome men needed. <laughs> so I scrolled past that one and found another one which just said, um, do you think you could have what it takes to succeed in sales? This is absolutely true. Yeah, Promising okay. it's absolutely true. I think I, I would say that you would, yeah. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. So I thought, right, okay, great. I'll, I'll do that, no problem. Yeah. And it was um, it was all pretty quick and easy. It was like, it was obviously all legit, but it was like, if you go to this place, have your interview and all the rest of it, and they really need people really quickly. Mm. Great. So I went down to town, um, went into a meeting room, chatted to a guy in there. He asked me a bit about myself, about my personality type. This is what I'd be doing. And he said, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be um, selling um, products to businesses. Yeah. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pay you out of a guy called Ryan. Absolutely trust. Still remember to this day. Guy called Ryan, tall guy, a bit like me, really tall, quite big, um, had a suit on, was really slick, mm. seemed to know what he was doing. Yeah. So I'm going to pay you out of him for today if, you, if, you, if you're happy to do it. I said, this is yeah. like a scene from The Office US. I'm, I'm promise Going you. on a, t- a sales call well, together. Well, well, some would say that's why The Office is so successful, right? Because it's so <laughs> realistic. So he said, look, I like what I see with you. You're obviously outgoing. You're confident. You could probably do a good job of selling. Mm. I'm going to pay you out with Ryan. So he went and got Ryan. Like I say, Ryan was a swept up kind of kid, confident, same age as me. I was about 22 at the time. And off we went in his car to a load of businesses. And he had, um, in this really cool kind of suitcase and everything, he had all this stationery, all this office equipment. And he was doing almost like what David Brent does in the uh, 
when he when he gets fired in the um in the Christmas special. He says yes. it. But it but it was like proper, mm. right? It was um you go into a meeting room, the meeting had been organised, the big decision makers were there, mm. what type of pens do you want? And you could kind of get behind it because you'd, they'd all buy stuff in bulk yeah. and you'd get a commission, yeah. right? And it was easy. They saw you as an equal. You were wearing a suit. They were wearing a suit. I had to borrow a bastard suit because uh, I didn't have one because yeah. I was travelling. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that's what happened. It was a good day. We had a beer afterwards. It felt all right, okay? And uh, Ryan gave me a great report back to the gaffer and said, okay, brilliant. I think this was like a Thursday. Start on Monday, doing exactly the same thing. We'll chuck you into the deep and you're going to be fine. Right. Brilliant. Okay, fine. So I went back to my mates I was living with, got a job. The other two already had a job. So um, Between them? <laughs> no, they had a job each. Um, and anyway, so we, we uh, Monday rolls around. I put the old borrowed suit on again, go to this office. And he says, right, yeah, you're not with Ryan today because he's doing his thing. So, and you're not doing um, businesses today. You're doing retail. I was like, okay, fine. And he said, go into the um, warehouse yeah. and there should be a bag in there with your name on it. So, okay. So I went in there, got the bag with my name on it. It's a big holdall. Yeah. Right? He said, come on quickly. This is so intense. What's in the holdall? He said, come on quickly. Come on, get in the car. And there about five or six people I'd never seen before piled into this kind of extended minibus kind of car. Mm. And I was chucked in there with them. And we all had our holdalls with our name on them. And it's only when I was in the car, I opened the holdall up and um, it was full of basically just junk. Right? <laughs> So it's basically like, I can remember the stuff that was in it, like f- about 20 pairs of uh, scissors yes, in, in plastic, okay. plastic right. um, a load of umbrellas that were really flimsy and cheaply yeah. made. Everything just piled in there. So the, these are the guys that go out and, and do it around my house when I used to live in Berkhamstead and I bought like some secateurs for seven quid. Door that, to that door. Were absolute, but, like, there were 10 pence secateurs. But this is New Zealand, right? Yeah. We were in the car. They need bigger secateurs, <laughs> bigger <laughs> we're, trees. We were in the car for about an hour, Yeah. right? Middle of nowhere, and it was a bit lit, like literally when you go on a cheap holiday and the, and the tour operator calls out your name. Yeah, right, you're in this hotel. Yeah. It's like Luke. Yeah, out you get. Right, and this is by this point it's about nine. He goes, the driver goes, we'll meet you back at this exact spot at six. <laughs> See you later. Wow. You get a third of everything you sell. Right. I had to go anywhere I wanted. Yeah. To sell this stuff. Yeah. Right. And um, honestly, mate. It was completely different to what they had told me in the interview. I was selling stuff door to door, tat yeah. door to door into Absolute shops, yeah. into this, and, and the village. I reckon I went round all the all the shop, all the shops and houses in this little town in about two hours because obviously no one wanted to know and it was yeah. tiny. And this is New Zealand, mate. Did you manage to sell any? This is an, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll get to the end of the story. About an hour out of Auckland, this was. Yeah. So, and as soon as you get out of Auckland, there's nothing, mm. right? Anyway, they ain't never seen scissors. I I ended up just becoming. <laughs> Almost like single service friends with everyone in the town. Yeah, I, I went back to every place about three or four times, right? And by about the third time, they would be saying, "All right, how much are the kitchen scissors?" Sorry, because I got a third of everything I sold, right? Yeah, uh, how much are the kitchen scissors? I was like, "Oh, they're five ninety nine, whatever." All right, I love I love two pairs, right? And obviously, I'll get a third of that. Yeah, but they will be paying me in coin. Yes. Right? Anyway, cut a long story short, I sold everything. Just because you were and just this, this bad boy, like, messing around in someone's town. And I sold the bag as well. <laughs> I did, I promise you, I sold the bag. And you know why? Because screw them, that's why. Yeah. And I never went back. I never went back. And I thought to myself, I might go back tomorrow, but it, I was I was really tired. Yeah. And two, I thought, I'd like to go back tomorrow to tell them that, you know what? You pulled the wool over my eyes there. Yeah. But I still did it. Yeah. And I'm not and doing it again. You, and, and, and it just means, because I've sold the bag, you can't make anyone else do it tomorrow. You asked my two, my, my two mates who, um, who came back from work after me because they were doing shifts. 
I was just sat in the living room on the coffee table counting loads of coins. <laughs> I think I got like a hundred dollars. Coins you didn't even know. Of coins, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That is the whenever someone asked me, did you get something completely different to what you expected ever? Oh, the answer is yes. Lucky. And it was that. One day's work. No more. I didn't go back. I didn't find another job for the rest of the what? time there. <laughs> was it quite lucrative, though? Would it be fair no, to say? $100. No, $100. Right. Which at the time would have been about 35 quid. Right, okay. For, for, no, I... We're talking so about... that's the full day. You didn't get base rate. That wasn't your commission nothing. on top. It was just, that's it. Probably 12-hour day, I'd say. <sighs> it wasn't great. And yeah. I, 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 I'm not, you know, joking aside, there's people there who probably did do it every day. But yeah. I, I couldn't do it. So I hope that answers your question. <laughs> it certainly it was, does, it, it was chilling to revisit. Yeah. Oh, man. What about you? I would have thrown that um, bag in the sea and just walked home. Well, I mean, look, you can't always know exactly what's coming. With Capital One, you will. By using their quick check tool, you know right then and there whether or not you'll be accepted before you apply, and it takes less than a minute. It won't affect your credit score or nothing. Uh, it is 34.9% APR, representative variable. T's and C's apply. We're going to be talking about my various trips to Japan. Luke, if, right here, if that's all right. Now... The one thing that always tricks me when I'm out and about in uh, the land of the rising This must sun. be the home of the unexpected, surely. Whenever oh, I think yeah. Of, I've never been to Japan, mm. and I think of it as being the home of the unexpected. Uh, not a single hour goes by. You know, so I go, I didn't expect that that was going to happen. <laughs> to yeah, yeah. <laughs> like your mate Chris, who said that when he first moved into Tokyo, whatever, there's a knock on the door, and he answered it, and there's a police officer, and he went, hello, I am Japanese policeman. <laughs> <laughs> did yes. That. Did not expect yeah. that. Does everyone yeah. get a personal visit? <laughs> there was recently... Uh, a little news story coming into the AIJ um, effects machine, as we call it. And uh, it was uh, basically a bloke had uh, reprimanded... Uh, he was like a Singaporean policeman who was in Japan for a holiday uh, and a bloke had been up to no good on a train and he'd basically reprimanded him, grabbed this guy. Right. Uh, and the, <laughs> they, took him down the, they took everyone down the police station. And at the end, the policeman went, you are tourists, no hitting people. <laughs> <That was it. laughs> he was helping out the policeman, unbelievable. <laughs> but... Um, the, the, you know, I did. I don't speak Japanese. I know a little bit of holiday Japanese, and I certainly can't read their writing system. It's very confusing. I know exit, and I know hot, and I know on, and I know off. They're yeah. the only yeah. words. And uh, beer is like quite self-explanatory, isn't it? I know rice field. It's could a square. Could you say beer? Yeah. And they would know you meant beer. Yeah, because it's just biru. <laughs> oh, is it? No, but I mean, but I mean, so the the uptake. So, for example, when I've been to um, Ukraine, we went to Ukraine. You yes, and I. Yes. Okay. And no one over the age of about 40 spoke any English at all. Right, They, would, yeah, they wouldn't yeah, know a single yeah. word of it. Oh, yeah, no, there's a lot of that around, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, there's a lot of not speaking English around, okay. yeah. So it's, it's a well, little difficult. Selfish, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are very much an island nation. But, um, yeah, I couldn't read the menu. I couldn't really sort of... And you know me, Luke. You, you've been in a restaurant with me. I... Uh, would just uh, get asked what I wanted and I'd panic and I'd order the most mental thing on the menu. Like last yeah. week I was in a steak restaurant, I ordered mutton. It was disgusting because I just thought, I've not had mutton in a while, let's have a bit of like, mutton and it wasn't very nice. When we went for breakfast on the way to a football match once that we were playing in yeah. and you had a massive steak tartare. <sighs> If steak tartar's on the menu, it's gone in my mouth. That's, that's, <laughs> that's just the way it is. That's, that's the rule, rule yeah. for life. You, 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 you will. There is. I mean, I mean this with love because, as, as we've already mentioned on this particular episode, you're great at loads of stuff. But there is not a situation publicly or socially that you will not make worse. Make awkward yeah. for no reason. <laughs> but that is, there's actually no need for it. I'll ramp it, it up to eleven. I love yeah. it. I yeah. absolutely love it. Um, but. I uh, when I was in like the Seven Eleven, the little combini convenience stores on every corner in Japan, I kept on buy. I I really wanted some cheese because I've not had any cheese for like two weeks, and I was like, my cheese levels are really low. It's the cheese I just good need there. cheese. 
No, because I don't eat a lot of it. But I was right. like, oh, my God, there's some cheese. And it was in, basically, a little packet. It looked like Dairy Lee slices, little kind of triangles and stuff mm. in, in a circle. Right, yeah. In a wheel of cheese. And, uh, so, like, a bit, bit drunk, kind of just um, opening up the little packets, just jammed two or three into my mouth. Ah, uh, what was it? It was butter. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, it's not that bad. It Could wasn't good worse. butter. It wasn't very salty butter. So it's just grease. Nah. It's just grease to be quite. It's not what you want. Yeah. All right. Well, well I'll wrap this one up. Um, I'm you, in a you've restaurant. Got another one. I'm in a restaurant. Does this happen every day? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I'm in a restaurant. And there's no English menu. I'm just reading the Japanese again, kanji selfish. again. Again, selfish. <laughs> and so I'm piling it. So I'm, I'm going for this different sashimi in this, this sushi, sushi restaurant. And uh, it was raw chicken. <laughs> now, raw chicken. Isn't great anywhere. It's better in Japan because they're very careful about their salmonella and stuff. But um, yeah. the amount I mean, of people I, I know, worse. the amount of people I know that have genuinely got incredibly unwell. Um, maybe it's a, a Westerner thing. Like maybe it's, we just don't have the gut microbes no, it's, or something. It's, it's the but it's just eating raw chicken, yeah. isn't it? But the amount of people have been uh, really put out of action by, uh, by by contracting salmonella. But but raw chicken. Is a thing in Japan. Yeah. Uh, little thin sashimi slices and stuff with like soy sauce well, and vinegar and stuff. It's it was delicious. It just tasted a bit like but salmon. Was it delicious though? Yeah, it just tastes like salmon because salmon doesn't have a strong flavour. The chicken had enough chickeny flavour to it. But, but, but I, I only went at the end. I went, "What's this?" Because I've for the same cause. I've I've been expecting um uh, like a beef kind of teriyaki sashimi thing, and it's actually been horse meat, um which we all fell for in the late noughties. <laughs> In England, yeah, <laughs> in a lot of well, uh, my my, my my beef with the raw chicken thing, and it's well, lack that, of beef. Yeah, <laughs> uh. my issue with yeah. the raw chicken thing, and it's come up with listeners who are based in that part of the world that have got in touch with the Luke and Peach and talked about it. My issue is this, right? Even if you're not a sushi fan, mm. a lovely sliced, thinly sliced um, piece of salmon, mm. which is fresh and delicious, and I, I get it, right? I understand it, right? Same with a um, not a steak tartare, the other one. What's the really th- carpaccio? Carpaccio, beef right, yeah, carpaccio, yeah, yeah. Nice. raw beef, yeah. really thin, but it's delicious because the texture works, the flavour works. There's nothing in that chicken for me. There, <laughs> there's nothing about chicken that makes it better when it's not cooked. It's not like a carrot where you go, oh, do you know what? I love cooked carrots, which I do. Mm. I also like raw carrots, which I do because they've got a different texture. They're a bit mm. crunchier. It's nice in a salad. There's nothing about that with chicken. So I, I get that you thought it was salmon. I get that it turned out to be something completely different. Mm. It wasn't a very nice surprise. I don't get why it's even there. <laughs> because I don't care if it's safe. If you were saying to me, here's some food I'm going to serve to you, right? Don't mm. worry, it's completely safe. <laughs> I've assumed that anyway. Why are you bringing that to the table? Now you're making me think it isn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you it's haven't like eaten... saying, don't worry, this dog won't bite you. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it, it has. Yeah. 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 I, I just think you haven't eaten enough raw chicken to sort of... But that's definitely true. Test. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why you're so damn healthy. All right, well, we've got some... Uh, stories from listeners who've uh, got in touch. Uh, story number one, Paul. Thanks for getting in touch, Paul. I went on holiday at Lisbon a couple of years ago and <laughs> as a tight-fisted Yorkshireman, uh, I couldn't believe my luck when I found a, a very reasonably priced three-star hotel on the outskirts of the city. We make the not insignificant journey from the airport to our hotel in the dead of night. I'd skimmed on the flights too. <laughs> and, and arrive at the correct address, weary and itching for sleep. The liquid dinner at the Spoons from Manchester Airport already beginning to wear off. A lot of bad decisions being made here already, to be quite frank. Uh, yeah. Luke. I don't think you're allowed to say I didn't expect this because no. you've started badly. Um, but we quickly realised that something's off. The hotel isn't there. There isn't even a building resembling a hotel, just a, a row of squat villas. Uh, we check the street name, it's the right one. We check our booking, it's the right one. We check Google Maps Street View, 
Oh, no. We retreat back into Lisbon city centre and settle down with our bags until the morning. It sounds like a fun anecdote, and we ended up getting a lovely Airbnb, but it was horrible, absolutely horrible. So, Paul, a, 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 a hotel that didn't exist. Managed that, to book a hotel that didn't exist. How's that even possible? I do not know how they managed to do that. And this, On the outskirts of the city. This taps in nicely to a, a thing that we've talked about before and something that I've always maintained, that people... The thought process for British people when mm. it comes to a holiday is, yeah. I'm really stressed, oh, I need some time away, or whatever, I'm going to book a lovely <laughs> holiday. And then the moment they've made that decision, yeah. they then it's make, cheap out and make loads more, of yeah. decisions after that yeah. to try and make it as horrible as possible. Yeah. Well, we'll it save money here. spells you on the night bus. Yeah. Spells you on the night bus to Heathrow, he's, isn't it? He's typical he's for the it. <laughs> but the thing is, you, you, you may save £50 yeah. flying at 5am rather than 9am. But you're going to but, be... What's the value of that? What's the You're value supposed to be getting away for the weekend. I know why I... When I used to do uh, my radio show on a Sunday afternoon, I know why I was flying out at 5am from Istanbul. Because... I would be in trouble if I missed the show. Mm. So it's, it's it is just one of those things. Like you, if you've got a reason to do it, fine. Don't make it hard on yourself to change. You save literally ten quid. That is a terrible surprise, though. But I think because like <laughs> to to turn up and the hotel not be quite as good as you'd like. Yeah. And you take a bit, a couple of days to get used to it. And you okay, it's not so bad. It's got a bed. <laughs> the bed's fine. So I need. It's got a locking door and a bed. Because I'm not really a hotel snob. That's all I really no, care no, about. yeah. But to, for it not to be there, mm. I mean, your heart's going to sink. <laughs> if you are standing there, in my mind, Paul is standing there, a bag in each hand, really tired, yeah. staring into a empty building site. Oh, no. <laughs> just, but, kind of like, is he allowed to sort of just sleep on the building site? Because technically he's bought a ticket for I'll that particular experience. Put me head down on this bag of cement. Where the hell is he know. from? Is he Yorkshire? Half Geordie. Um, what about this then from yeah. Johnny? Johnny's been in touch <laughs> as well. Um, where about a time where he expected something completely different. Mm. He says, some friends and I fancied going to the cinema in Thailand. Not very convenient. convenient. Mm, yeah. uh, the well, I guess it depends where you live. The taxi driver insisted <laughs> there was a cinema, so drove us around in a tuk-tuk for 10 minutes in the pouring rain. He pulled up after that and said, oh, turn left, it's just down there, I can't drive down there. We paid him for the privilege, turned left down the road, and found ourselves back at the hotel. I mean, that is very much thinking you're going to get a cinema experience and getting nothing. Yeah. And you're going back to the hotel room. Was there a cinema at the hotel? Johnny doesn't say. Presumably, <laughs> presumably not. But I know that in Thailand and Vietnam, places like that, I believe the guys who ride the tuk-tuks are on commission for different shops and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, so yeah. Just I'm going to take to my mate's jeweling shop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you say, they're going to take you there. I was in uh, South Korea. We went to the demilitarized zone and the taxi driver insisted on taking us to uh, a place that saw a lot of jade. <laughs> It's just right. wanted to sell us some jade. And it's like, What mate, is jade? Like a rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, what do you want it, that? I don't, I don't know. Build a hotel in Lisbon. It just seemed like, you know, we've just peaked into North Korea and this kind of demilitarised kind of like uh, sort of Cold War going on from, from North and South. And, uh, and then, would you like to buy some jade? <laughs> And yeah. none of us did. We just piled back into the minibus. I can't, I'm surprised you didn't buy it. I know. Well, I, I resisted. I, I, I have no handle on what Jade is, to be honest. No. So we were expecting to go back to a hotel, but instead we got a trip to the Jade factory. Well, we know for a fact that the price that you will put on something not being awkward is about £250. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, my, 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 that my, guy will be fuming if he hears this. Yeah, my partner very much said to me uh, a couple of days ago, Typical you, you just throw money at the problem. Yeah. Like, I d I've just bought a house and I don't have any money, yeah. Sarah. So. That was also a nice problem to have in a partner. Exactly. Yeah, it exactly. could be a lot worse. Yeah, let's, right. let's finish off with this, this story from Katie, <laughs> who says, um, this, is a, this is a great one. Um, Once we thought my friend who sleepwalks had gone missing, 
We led a search party and called the police because he hadn't turned up after an entire day. Turned out he was asleep in the cupboard upstairs. <laughs> you should. You've got no joy on your heart if you think if you don't check cupboards when I, someone's gone missing. That's a first person look because someone's always trying to jump out at me and scare me. I think there should be a threshold before you're able to call the police. Have but you checked all the cupboards? Check all che- the cupboards first. Have you checked the house? Yes. <laughs> Properly? Yes. Really? No. Call me back in a minute. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, lordy. And there we have it. This has been a special episode of the Luke and Pete Show, brought to you in paid partnership with Capital One. Remember that with Capital One, you know exactly what's coming. By using their quick check tool, the aforementioned quick check tool, you'll get 100% certainty as to whether you'll be accepted for a credit card. It takes less than a minute, and it's so, so easy to use. To find out more, just search Capital One. T's and C's apply, 34.9% APR, representative variable. Show is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.